Welcome to the Power of the Gospel podcast. My name is Jonah, and today I want to talk about the true power of the gospel, which is the very name of this podcast, really. I mean, the gospel is so much more than a story. It's so much more than history. Uh, This gospel literally transforms a person from the bondage of sin and suffering to a relationship with the creator of the universe. But the gospel is not just something to put on the shelf after salvation. It is Jesus' life here on earth, and as Christians, he is our example. Therefore, we ought to be making the gospel our number one priority. How are we supposed to follow someone if we don't look and see where they are going and the things they are doing along the way? That's why it's not only important to spread the gospel, but to live it. Jesus is life. That's what the gospel really is. And man, how glorious the hope that we have in Jesus. Especially in times like these when we all kind of get reminded of our incapabilities of running our lives. We are reminded how little control we have of the circumstances around us. And instead of turning right to fear and panic, we can rest assured in a hope and truth that we are sealed comforted, and redeemed from fear and bondage. I encourage you to find a few truth-inspired songs or hymns or scripture verses and memorize or meditate on them. That will just give you an even greater sense of peace. But maybe you're listening to this and you don't know what I'm talking about. You're wondering how anyone can find peace in a time like this, or a trial or loss. I'm going to tell you this, the answer is here now in this podcast episode. I encourage you to get a hold of a Bible, uh, whether it be a Bible app or maybe a paper copy that you own somewhere, because it's one thing to hear somebody reading the Bible But to have it right in front of your eyes will be so much easier to follow along to. Personally, I've got my King James Version Bible, or I like to call it my favorite Christmas present ever. Um, But however you're reading, we are first going to look at Jesus' birth in Luke chapter 2, verse 7, which says, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. So Jesus is born of the Virgin Mary, truly a remarkable miracle in itself, and an episode for another day. But this day, just just so remarkable, the Messiah is born, the prophecy, just for years and years, the prophets saying Jesus would be born and he would take away the sins of the world. He is finally here. What a glorious day it must have been living in that day and age. Jump to verse 40, which says, And the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. 
So you see here, Jesus starts to grow up. And fast forward even more, he starts performing miracles. Everything from healing the sick, the possessed, and the hurt, even raising the dead. And now fame starts spreading throughout the earth. Many believed on Jesus because of the remarkable things and the amazing things he did. And all this fame and popularity caught the attention of many of the religious leaders and teachers. And these people would question Jesus often, wondering if the miracles he did were of God or of the devil. And some of them became very skeptical. And on the Sabbath day, which is a day of rest and no work, a day so many Jews and so many people respected and obeyed. On the Sabbath day, Jesus was teaching in the synagogue among many listeners. Turn to Luke 6, 6 through 11. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good? or to do evil, to save life, or to destroy it. And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored, whole as the other. And they were filled with madness, and communed one with another what they might do to Jesus. So Jesus heals this man, and now these people are furious I mean, they were probably like, how dare this man break a rule? Surely this does not come from God. It is of the devil. But these religious leaders didn't get it. This was Jesus' mission, to seek and to save those who are lost. He came to save me and you in the miracles that he performed were a clear picture of the souls he would save one day. He came to save me and you and every person who has ever existed on this earth. And before I get back to this journey of Jesus' life, I want to ask you some questions. In our world today, take a few seconds to think about the bad things that are happening. The crime uh, the poverty, the greed, many evil things. We live in a sinful world. And these things happen because we are all sinners. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So I want to ask you a question. Do you think you're a good person? If you do, or if, if you don't, whatever it is, 
Let me just give you a test. So how many lies have you ever told in your life? I mean, if you're anything like me, a lot. Whether it was the simple lies you told your parents or the times you stretched the truth the slightest bit. I'm pretty sure all of us can remember at least one time we may have told the smallest lie. How about this one? Have you ever stolen anything? Whether it was a single penny or maybe that time you illegally downloaded your favorite album? Have you ever used God's name in vain or thought it in vain? Have you ever lost it in your heart after someone outside of marriage? Ever hated somebody deep inside? The truth is that we have all committed most, if not every one of these crimes. But I know you may be saying, but I'm a good person. I help those in need. I don't really break the law. I'm a good citizen. Well, let me tell you this. That the Bible says that whoever commits even one sin is guilty. Say a criminal is on trial for the crimes he has committed. And even though all of his crimes have been completely exposed, he still asks the judge to let him go because he thinks he's a good person. But a good judge wouldn't let a crime go unpunished, would he? In the same way, God is holy and good and just and cannot let injustice slide, meaning that all of us are guilty, no matter how good we think we are. And sadly, as a result of our mistakes, we come short of the glory of God and are separated from him. But there's good news. This this story does not end sad or unfortunate. You see, God, rich in love and mercy, gave his son Jesus to come to this earth in the form of a man to take the debt of all sinners. Going back to Jesus' journey, we end up seeing that Jesus gets accused of blasphemy. He was accused of claiming that he was God, which he was, but the people did not believe. Their eyes were not opened. And for this, they wanted him crucified, even though he had lived a sinless life. Jesus knew that in order to make our relationship with God restored, he had to pay our debt. He was, he was crucified, and he took the weight of all sin. He was put to death. He was buried. The man who did miracles, the sinless, spotless lamb, dead. But three days later, he rose up from the grave, defeating sin, defeating death, and allowing a way for us to have a restored relationship with God, our Creator. See, Jesus is the way, the truth, the life, and no one can come to the Father but by Him. That's why we must believe in Him, believe in His resurrection, believe that He was who He says He was, the bread of life. 
and we must repent. We must feel sorry for the things we have done and have a desire to live a new life in Christ. Then you will be saved. God offers this free gift. There is nothing we need to pay. All you need to do is receive it. It's the greatest decision you will ever make, and I hope you have done this. Remember, believe on Jesus Christ and confess with your mouth. Repent of your sin and desire to turn from it. And then thou shalt be saved. I hope this encouraged you, and if you're pondering these things, I encourage you to think about them. And I'm not the greatest advice giver, but I strongly, strongly urge you and encourage you to read the Bible. I covered the tiniest fraction of it today. There is so much. Any questions that you have about this life, about you know, a greater purpose out there. You know, where do we go when we die? It's all in the Bible. It's the best thing you can do just to get in your Bible. So I hope this really encouraged you and um, you were able to get something from it. I don't know, maybe you have seen the real love of your creator in this in sending his son for you. I want to share with you a TV series that has helped me visualize the Bible better. Because I know for some people, maybe they're not the greatest readers or they have trouble understanding, you know, the language of the Bible. Um, This TV series is called The Chosen. And it's pretty amazing. It touches on the gospel's most known characters like Nicodemus and uh, Matthew the tax collector, Mary Magdalene, or the sibling relationship between Peter and Andrew, even Roman guards and centurions. I really recommend checking it out. I have it linked in the description. Just go check it out and enjoy. And I want to let you all know that I hope you're staying safe. I know God has a perfect plan in all of this. Build your house on his firm foundation, and nothing will be able to make it fall. God bless you all, and until next time, preach the power.